had a million dollars, I'd spend it on a better goaltender. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley. And if you're listening to this pod live, what are you doing here? You could be at the DNVR bar or watching the Denver Nuggets in some form play a game seven as we speak. We're going to try and get it done hopefully in time for the second half so we can go watch it ourselves here. But this pod will be here after the game as well. If you want to listen to it, then all pods archived on YouTube. If you want to find all of our stuff there, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Always much appreciated. But let's jump into today's show. The big stories developing, well, there's a lot around the league involving GMs and and other things going on. But for the Avs and the Dallas Stars... Word is starting to spread that for some reason, Dallas is seriously considering starting Ben Bishop in game six. I'm, I'm confused. Um, they, they keep telling Dallas media that they have more information, that the stars have more information than the media does. And like, okay, that's always true. Yep. But... Um, the information that the media has is that Ben Bishop didn't not play well last night. I just watched Ben Bishop give up four goals and three of them were pretty bad. Like iffy goals. Yeah. Like over the course of a season, you give those kinds of goals up and you're just like, ah, it happens to give them all up in one night. You're like us. It's a bad night. Yep. Why do you follow that up with? In playing a, him again in a series where the other team is on their third goaltender. Not Five only on their third goaltender, but your other goaltender has proven he can win in this series. Yeah. He's been he's been better. Yep. Like I'm I'm I, I'm at a I'm at a loss in as to why they would even bother with us. Kudobin hasn't been great, but he's been better than what Colorado has thrown out there. And like let's Let's not forget Michael, Michael Hutchinson gave up three goals last night. Yep. He, it's not like he played a fantastic game. Yeah. He was fine. He got the job mm. done. He also got spotted five goals. <laughs> so. Right. All he had to do because of the five, nothing lead. All he had to do was avoid complete catastrophe. Yeah. He had to, and prove he still that got halfway there has in fact played the goalie position for a living in his life is basically all he had to prove. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many guys do you think you could throw into a game with a five, nothing lead and be like, okay, don't just blow don't screw this. this up. Yeah. All you have to do is not give up five goals and you in, in essentially 40 minutes because he faced four shots in the first period. I think it was maybe yeah. it was five, but it was four. Yeah, because the abs outscored. They had more goals. That's than right. Dallas That's right. had shots on goal. Yeah. So, in two thirds of a hockey game, don't give up five goals of the goaltender. On most nights, I think any AHL goaltender gets that job done. Basically, I mean, we saw we saw an e bug get that done. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The Zam literally the Zamboni driver was able to accomplish Zamboni it. driver didn't give up five goals. So what what we're saying here is the, 
last night Michael Hutchinson got a he got a freebie, and he took advantage of it. But that's not going to happen again. And it's not. And it's not like if if they play Ben Bishop tomorrow, it's automatically a freebie for the Evs. It's more of a why bother. Anton Kudobin has only he's been he's been serviceable in this series. If the Avs had gotten Anton Kudobin level of goaltending in this series, they probably are ahead right now. I yeah, I, I think so. They win game two, and they certainly game four is a different story. I don't know if they win it, but yeah, maybe they do. I think there's a there's a decent chance. So, not only I mean we just they that's the series right there. The yeah. Avs would have won the series by that point. So, so <laughs> it, it's it's that straightforward, and I mean, look, news isn't getting better for the Avs. As AJ, you learned today that Grubauer he gone. Yeah, well, come came back to Denver, so leaving I, the bubble that that's that's bad, man. That's yeah. that's somebody needs surgery bad. Otherwise, like Eric Johnson's hanging around. Yep. You know, we, we know what's going on with EJ and he's not, he's not, it, even if the Avs play seven games, this series in the Western Conference finals and in the Stanley cup finals, Eric Johnson won't be within shouting distance of coming back, but he's still been hanging around because what's wrong with him can more or less heal on its own. Turns out when you don't need surgery, you kind of just have to sit around and let it get better slash yeah. rehab. So and and right now, like that's that's all that that's all it says to me about Grubauer is that he either they either know that he needs surgery or he's seeking additional opinions on bad news. And because of the turnaround to the season to next season, that puts that not only does it put in doubt whether or not he's available to start to start next season. Uh, healthy it also brings the goaltender conversation into play over the summer i mean over or, i'm sorry over the off season whatever the summer. usually the summer um and also more reason for him if he needs something done to get it done immediately right it's it's a situation where him getting back as fast as possible is imperative because he doesn't have a three month off season where he can rehab and, and do all of the things that he needs to do. It's a situation where he's going to be training camp starts in November and nothing is set in stone, but ideally next NHL season starts in December. So yeah. Grubauer getting it done and, and getting healthy again as fast as possible is the situation that, that he's in. So that's, that is what it is. It's just confirmed now that Grubauer is no longer in the bubble. Any thought of him realistically playing games in these playoffs is, is gone for sure. Yeah. And, and it brings into question that position um, in the off season. If they want to go out and, and do something else. Like we talked about Matt Murray after the trade deadline stuff as it was. Um, Grubauer only has a year left on his contract. He's he's proven to be a decent starter. At, at worst, he's like a middle-of-the-road starting goaltender in the NHL. Yep. 
Um, if that's if Colorado did the, the injury issues have been a thing, he hasn't taken the big step to prove that he's the man. That he's making three million dollars means that they could have a conversation about a guy like Freddie Anderson, who makes more money than Grubauer, but Toronto's looking to shed cap. You know, if they wanted to go just theoretically, if they wanted to to, to save a little bit of money, an Anderson Grubauer swap would make sense. The Avs would have to send something else in return because Anderson's better. But you know, they they save a couple of million dollars, and yeah, you can trade hurt players in the NHL. Yeah, there's nothing. A, uh, Pittsburgh doesn't need a starter back. They're going to play right. Trish Yari if they're giving up Matt Murray. Right. So. Well, and the reason that they're wanting to move Murray is just because he's he's looking for a serious raise, uh, and and he's already making like I think three point seven five million something like that, and Yari is not making anywhere near that. So, you know, you're not teams teams are looking to save money there, and. You know, that's that's I guess that's where Grubauer could come in. Um, whatever. Like this that'll be an off season conversation that we'll tackle when the ads are actually in their off season. They're not there yet. They still have a game to lose to get there. So yeah, the- I don't want to get I don't want to get too much into the weeds on that. Just the with the thing with Grubauer today, it's now a conversation that we are going to have to have at some point. Yeah. It's coming. Uh just be aware and uh, realistically there's a good chance we'll know a lot more or, or specifics once the abs playoff run is over and the information starts to come out on exactly what grew Grubauer's process of getting back to NHL ready is, but we can take our first period break there as it is time to acknowledge Breckenridge brewery, the official beer of DNVR and one of my favorites, the avalanche Amber, of course, you can get eight different types of Breckenridge Brew on tap down at the DNVR bar. Highly recommend that. Or, of course, you can always use their Breck Beer locator to find it near you, whatever type you're looking for. Usually, it's right in your local liquor store or grocery store. So give it a check today and give it a try today if you haven't yet. They have a beer for absolutely everyone. And our new gaming sponsor, WGT Golf. That is... I can confirm life imitates art, AJ. I was on the golf course golf course today. I was two over through seven holes on the back nine, and I put one directly into the water. And I felt like, yep. Sounds this, familiar. This is exactly what I experienced in WGT. It's like a simulation of real life. So join us on WGT, over 20 million players around the world, and we're approaching 750 in the three DNVR clubhouses. Go to dnvrgolf.com to download and search for DNVR3. To get in on the clubhouses, we have tournaments every single weekend where you can compete against us and win. Top the leaderboards and see your name up there in the lights. It's an awesome time, a bunch of awesome courses, a bunch of awesome ways to play. So can't recommend it enough. WGT Golf. Come get on the links with us and and honestly probably beat us. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Rudo and AJ talking goaltending situation here. And unfortunately, or I mean, depending on who you ask, maybe fortunately, well, 
let's not make light of injuries. Not fortunately, but Michael Hutchinson is very, very likely to be your starter for game six, given that no news is bad news when it comes to Pavel Francos. Yeah. And what Bednar said today was uh, he just strongly hinted yep. uh, that Hutch was going to be the guy probably for the rest of the series, yep. <laughs> whether that's one game or two. one more game or two games. <laughs> it sounds like Hutch is, he's, he's in net for the rest of this week. Yep. So it'll be great when Jamie Ben goes out and, you know, judo kicks him in the face. And then we have to watch Hunter Miska try and save the season. Boy, what is is Werner even in protocol? Like, what happens? Who's the backup at that point? Uh, Werner just got. I think Werner actually just got loaned. Yeah, he a signed different... a deal to a second league Swedish team. Yeah, for sure. To play, but... over, to play over there until North American hockey resumes. Right next season. But I, that's what I'm saying. Like, presumably he's in Sweden already. Uh, but what is the what do the Avs do if they need a fifth goaltender in the bubble. I really, I don't know, man. Maybe, Hit the streets of Edmonton and be like, hey, goalies. I mean, at that point, I guess you're Anadin has a, has a pro contract. That's true. He is technically <laughs> on contract. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't start until next season, but <laughs> I, I have honestly no idea what you do at that point. I, I mean, really, could you, God, could you imagine if Hutchinson gets hurt and then Miska yeah. gets hurt? And then not only do they have to find a dude to play for that, but then they have to find a backup for that guy as yeah. well. It could be Annan and Werner. That would be... Imagine imagine them going into a series against Vegas on their fifth and sixth yeah. goaltenders. Just absurdity. The yeah. Dude. Trent Miner's in Vancouver. Like... That's true. He, he would have to be signed to an emergency contract. He doesn't. He, he doesn't need that. to go through any protocols. He doesn't need to go through any of that stuff. He's already in Canada. Boy, yeah, I think you're I onto know, something man. there. We could see Trent Miner dressed <laughs> for a playoff game. Oh, jeez. Uh, I mean, I I think it might be better that than watching the Avs lose this series with like Ian Cole dressing up in goalie gear. <laughs> You know, it's funny because uh, their position player emergency goaltender was for a EJ. Long time. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. been EJ. That guy's hurt. Yep. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that, that's definitely a rabbit hole, but uh, let's be honest. I don't think either of us believe the Avs can even win a cup with Hutchinson and Ned, let alone whatever comes after that. <laughs> You never know, man. You Santa Ana is just waiting to surprise us all. That's that. You're not wrong. Like Hutchinson could bonk his head and wake up and think he's Jordan Bennington of last year. We don't that's, know. That's that's the thing, right? Like after what Jordan Bennington did last season, and then the way that he was just like sort of okay. Yep. And then hardcore return to earth in this playoff year. It's like. Maybe <laughs> you never know. You Why never not, know, man? but you kind of can suspect very heavily. You can make an you can make an educated guess that Michael Hutchinson's probably not leading them to a cup, but 
There's only one way to find out. Yolo, yolo. Yeah, exactly. Michael Layton. Yeah, they didn't win, though. <laughs> well, Michael Michael Layton led the Flyers to a Stanley Cup loss. <laughs> and here's the thing. I, I believe more today than I did yesterday that the Avs can win this series against Dallas with yeah. Michael Hutchinson and yet it's it's funny both of us both of us last night were like this is this is done yeah and then we both wake up today and for some reason we're both like there's a chance yeah. <laughs> I'll talk myself into it maybe Dallas just doesn't get lucky I don't know who who what could happen but yeah the other side of that coin is if they do get past Dallas, and I don't want to look too far ahead. This is just no. really briefly. Uh, Vegas is not going to allow Hutchinson to get by. <laughs> well, there's no, there's no, there's no relief in getting you a backup goaltender like tonight. Thatcher Demko, I believe, is supposed to play for Vancouver. Yeah, because Markstrom's hurt, and so it's like. Okay, everybody's on backup goaltenders. Vegas is the only one that looks smart because they went out and and their backup is a they three-time got, they got Stanley a, Cup champion. <laughs> they got a starter. Oh, oh, was it? Okay, I mean maybe. All right. I guess that, maybe Markstrom yeah. is playing. Cool. Jeremy would know. So, shout out goalie giant, amazing goalie man in the DNVR community. He's in the chat for once, so good to see you, goalie giant. Yeah, I mean, to be uh, Dallas, Dallas blowing a three-one series lead, playing their own backup goaltender would not be like banana pants shocking. I think it would. The only the only way that I would be truly stunned is if the Avs like did what they did last night in both games six and seven. If they just stomped them and Perfect. ran them out early. Yeah. Out. Yeah, that I, would be the only way I think I would I would be truly shocked by it. But I could I could see a world where the Avs like clutch out some wins, but they need to, some things would have to change. Yep. Mainly, Dallas can't keep getting free random goals off of players. Um, you you know Dallas isn't getting shut out because they have Joe Pavelski. He's scoring at least one against the Avs, or at least assisting on one against the Avs. It's just happening. So you got to get right away. You got to get two to win. Yep. So and, and, you're you're hoping to to get the Pavelski and power play goal against in the same thing <laughs> at the at the same time so that you're not giving, you know, both. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's the other factor, right? Like got to stay out of the box. Oh my gosh. As much as possible. You it's very very clear that Dallas is going to bait the abs at every turn to take penalties and they just cannot take them if they want to have a chance in this series. Yeah. Dallas's power play is 100%. way too lethal. The abs penalty kill is way too short staffed. You can't do it. You just can't do it. Yeah. So that's one side of the coin. I, look, if you want to break everything down, the F's defense needs to manage the puck significantly better as well. You got to get consistent play from all of your forwards, not scoring six goals a game, but you need pressure from your bottom six like they got in game five. Sort of. I mean, they got a goal. I, the fourth uh, one. I guess Comfort had the assist with McKinnon because they yeah. were double shifting McKinnon because yeah. he was on fire. Yep. When you're hot, you're hot. Right. And I think I think that's smart coaching from Bedner is to get it's funny because it does it seems like an obvious thing to give a guy credit for. 
but you'll see lots of teams will have guys that they don't they don't they won't double shift they'll only roll out with the regular line yep and i think bedner's just looking he's like hunting matchups where he can just throw mckinnon out there and be like go do something crazy and <laughs> as we saw last night all he needed was was 10 seconds on a shift next to comfort he makes one nice pass and he he gets a one timer through bishop it was a soft goal but like it's just it's just smart stuff it, soft goals are an interesting thing. Some players just have that knack for finding them, right? It, when a goaltender's out of position, some players see the hole and they shoot it in the hole. Other players, all they see is the goalie. They don't see the open net. And so yeah. even that's the, what Matt Nieto looks at. Yeah, exactly. He looks at, he looks at the chess logo. Right. It, so even on weak goals from goaltenders, there is still skill from the shooter. He has to put it where the goalie isn't. Mm-hmm. And turns out, if you're a superstar in the league like McKinnon, you're pretty good at doing that. So keep doing it, I suppose. Which, yeah, that's, I mean, another factor right there. The Avs top line has to keep producing. It cannot yeah. go dry, period. 100%. And I mean, they've been good for two goals a game in this yep. series, which is, it's absurd. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Straight up. It's the dumbest. It's the dumbest thing when you, when you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, they've been, they've been good for, they, they come out and, you know, Miko has a goal last night that has nothing to do with McKinnon. McKinnon uh, has a goal that has nothing to do with Miko. Like those, those guys found points to just, they just found ways to score. That's what stars do. Or I, I've used that comparison like six times in this series. And it's like, no, that's not what stars do. That's what NHL all-stars do. Like, honestly, where the, where the hell has Tyler Sagan been? Yeah, he showed up in game one, and that's about it. You know, I think he has two goals in this series. Like, yeah. Jimmy Ben has, he, he has a couple of goals. But they're like um, nonsense. Well, and and like the goal last night, his goal last night was actually awesome. Yeah, sure. The, when he went between his legs to flip the puck like that, was, I thought it was poorly played by Hutchinson, and it was awful defense from Graves. But like Ben, Ben, like Ben pulled it off. That was awesome, man. But and and he's played. He's been good. And uh, uh, Joe Pavelski just d- destroys the abs. He's an abs murderer. Like they just have to survive Joe Pavelski at this point, and. Then after that, like Radulov's been really quiet since since his nonsense goal. Yeah, like he's it's it's he's just around. Him. It's a high scoring series, so some people are picking up points, but yeah, well, and like Gurionov and Hints, you know, like guys who were productive for them down in the lineup, they have they have gotten points, they have found points. Uh the game four win was driven by Dallas's fourth line. Yep. Like they've gotten they've gotten good depth scoring and they've needed it because their top line outside of outside of game one, their top line has been very blah. Yeah, not great to say the least. I think last night on the broadcast they said that the top line had 17 points in the series, which matched Colorado's top line. And they had eight of them in game one. Yep. And so, you know, since then, 
you know, basic math, right? <laughs> nine points. You have nine points in the last five games since the line. You're not producing at a super high level. It's less than two goals a game, and if you're giving them two assists, it's yeah, it's like a goal a game. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's just been sort of okay. Yep. And that was that was kind of what we talked about coming in was that Colorado had the big advantage at the top, and we liked Colorado's depth, but Dallas's depth has done it better. They've outplayed Colorado's depth. And Dallas's defense has certainly outplayed Colorado's defense on the offensive end. It's been all Kale McCarr and Sam Gerrard. That's yep. it. That's the yep. only offense coming from the back end right now. Yep. You know, yeah. Zadorov had the two-point night and then got hurt and, and the- is clearly playing compromised yep. and is just surviving back there because they're not going to put Kevin Connaughton and Connor Timmons on, on the back end. Avs very very, very clearly sheltered the heck out of him when game five got out of reach. You watched yeah. a struggling Ryan Graves just have to eat PK minutes. Yeah, and honestly, I'm 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 if if Zadorov couldn't go, I'd be going with Byram. Like yep. I'm I'm sorry, I just would be. Yep. Why not? Live the dream. I mean, you're you're talking about putting those guys on your roster next year anyway. They're in the bubble. You brought them for a reason. Don't just have this be some fun little thought experiment. Put that guy out there. Let, let Bo Byram go and do his thing with the puck. Put that guy next to Kale McCarr on, on offensive zone faceoffs. Put that guy next to Connor Timmons at 5v5. You know, don't... D- d- if you're gonna go, if you're honestly, if you're gonna go down, go down swinging, dude. Go down with the talent that you brought, because this is a this is a unique situation where you normally don't get all of these guys around. You know, some of these, some of these guys. I mean, some of these guys would be playing in the AHL playoffs or whatever in, in a normal year. Connor Timmons wouldn't have been available for the Avs. Look at it. This. What did we just say? about the Avs' biggest issue right now is they're playing a third-string goaltender. They're going to have to outscore some of their problems. Right. If and, you want to like, problems, let Byram go, and maybe you get lucky. You're not going to – you're not an Anton Lindholm appearance, Irax. You're not an Anton Lindholm appearance away from being so good defensively that you're going to lock them down. The be- At this point, the best the best defense is, is a better offense. You need to push the puck. You need to get it out of your zone. Go with puck movers, man. Um, I would be all for I, I'm not saying that they should sit any of their guys, but if one of them can't go, if one of them is physically compromised, like they were very clearly using last night to let Zadorov play it cool. Yep. He's compromised in in a way that, that it's very it's I think it's a very thin margin for him playing and not playing. But if they I would I would go by him. I'm not sitting Ryan Graves. The, this whole sitting guys in the postseason, uh, you know, I'm not sitting Ian Cole. I'm not sitting Ryan Graves. Those guys, those guys earned to go. They earned the right to go down with the ship because they were a big reason the ship got not, here in the first place. Not Kevin Connaughton is easy because he had four games played. You can pull him out of the lineup, but you don't pull Ryan Graves out of the lineup. You don't send that message. Not That's only a- is it that they've earned it. You're not putting Bowen Byram into the lineup to penalty kill for you. And if you're putting him in for Ryan Graves, that's what he's going to have to do. Right. So 
you're asking for trouble in that situation. Yeah, I mean, you're you're asking to have a guy just stand there on the PK because he's not. He doesn't. He hasn't, yeah, yeah. Like he's been practicing and all that stuff, but that's great. They're not. They're not using him in that situation. They've never used him in that situation. Yep. So, so it's just like you're putting Bo and Byram in there strictly to be the second. You're you're you would put him on the second PP next to Sam Gerard and take a guy like Domestikov off that unit because why bother? And you're putting him. You're putting him out there to play 15 minutes. At five v five tops, and you're you're hunting offensive zone faceoffs, uh, and and it just gives you an extra element uh, of dynamic puck moving ability. Yep. But you're not you can't you can't sit Ryan Graves for that. That's the defense as it stands isn't built for that. That's a if you have to do it. If Ryan Graves gets hurt, it's a different conversation. But yeah. Unless you have to do that, and because the Avs penalty kill is already decimated, you can't adding more fuel to that fire. Dallas is just going to score at will, basically. Uh, we do have to take... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, got to take our second period break. DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. They now have an Instagram page as well. Be sure to go and follow it for all the latest news on their odds boosts and amazing bets that you can make with football right around the corner. There is no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving all users a no-brainer to start the season. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Have you ever heard of a football team losing by 100 points? Well, for week one, DraftKings is ensuring that even if Kansas City were to lose by 100 points, you still win. Kansas City would have to lose game one by 101 points for you to not cash this bet. It's literally free money. Literally free money. Just go to DraftKings Sportsbook, sign up, and place this bet, and you are getting free dollars in your account for free. I mean, not you have to put money down, but there is no world where Kansas City loses by 101 points. So jump on it today. Download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DNVR to take advantage of this no-brainer offer. Again, promo code DNVR when you sign up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling promo code 100-522-4700. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. AJ, you were about to say something. I don't know what it was. <clears throat> yeah, the um, there was a one of the questions in here. I think is very relevant. Um, that says, "What if what if Calvert or Donskoy returns? Who comes out? Is it LOC Nieto Nemestikov?" And I think at this point you have to leave LOC in there. Yeah, you're not taking out LOC. I I, th- I you could flip a coin between Nieto yeah, and Nemestikov. I think for either me are, either would be a fine answer. I, I mean, Nemestikov has been invisible. So, honestly, so has Matt Nieto. He hadn't done anything in the series either. Yep. He just he just hasn't. And, like, I'm... Especially, look, it's, here's the thing. If it's Calvert coming back, you might sit Nemesnikov. Actually, either way, you might sit Nemesnikov because Matt Nieto PKs. 
which right now isn't a feather in anybody's cap because the PK is getting rolled. I understand that, but I'm if just you get, saying. If you I, get, I get, I get where you're coming if from. If you get Calvert back, that's an addition to your PK. If you don't take Nieto out, if you get Donskoy back and you take Nieto out, you're shorthanding your PK even further. Well, Donskoy's played a, he's Come played on. a little on the P. He's played yeah. a little on the PK in the playoffs. I'm just saying, like he's been on it a little bit. Yeah, okay, fine, but Nieto is still playing significantly more there. That's like his. That's like his designated right. role. It's, it's he does that, and he skates fast at five on five, and that's literally all he does. So, I maybe that's why I lean to Mesnikov. If you have to make that choice, I'm fine with it. I like I said, you could flip a coin, and I'd be fine. Yeah, I wouldn't like. I'm not gonna. Be outraged if it's Nieto. I just think, no, and I'm not going to look at the end of the game, and I'm going to say, "Boy, you really left what a something huge difference." Yeah, you really left something out of the lineup when you made this choice. Like, and we're and that's that's kind of how we were feeling about Connor Timmons and Kevin Connaughton. Yep. And then they made that switch, and I think it was the right switch. I would continue to roll with it. I think once you make that switch, you stick with it, barring like a. Like a nuclear like, yeah. meltdown of a bad game from a guy yeah. from a guy like Timmons, because you know this is a kid. He that's his third NHL game, yep, ever. And you're already feeling like, okay, well, the difference between him and Kanan just wasn't that big. But you know that the upside for one of those guys is a lot is a lot higher. I would I would continue to roll with that. I think I think Bender's going to roll with that, and I think it's to his credit. He did the coach thing. He went with the experience. It didn't work. He had the stones to say, screw it. I'm playing the kid. And in a league with extremely conservative coaches that don't often do that, I'll give him that credit. Sure. I, uh, he could it's have not, put... Not a ton of credit, but it's some. He could have put Barbario in there as the next veteran. He could have put Lindholm in there as the defensive D guy. Yeah. And he went with Timmons. Yeah, so he he went with the second least experienced guy that he could have gone with. Yeah, the other guy. Yeah, the other guy is Byram. So yeah, in a just just in a in in a hockey universe that values experience so highly, I like the fact that they're just they're rolling with us. They're like, hey, screw it. This is our future. When you're uh, when you're down and out and got players injured, the future is now, I suppose. Yep. I well, I mean, why not? What's didn't they they suffered the the right injury to make this work? Yep. Very like, well put. If because had this DJ, been yeah. had it been Ian Cole, you could have talked yourself into Lindholm Anton Lindholm. City. Yep. Hundred percent could have talked yourself into Anton Lindholm. But because it was EJ, it was like, yeah, all right, yeah. I think I think the first, I, I think tomorrow is going to open up, and it's going to look like a mismatch of games four and five, where you saw you saw both teams just come out flying. I think they're, I think they are both going to come out tomorrow. We're we going to find out it. if Michael Hutchinson can make a save. I'll put it that way. <laughs> God, <laughs> I'm I am not looking forward to that first shot on goal where it's just like. Scramble City. <laughs> Where yeah, I mean, like we talked about last night, he totally thought the first one went in on him. Yep. Yep. 
Hey, I mean, uh, they talked hey, about it earlier. He got a, he's got a win under his belt. He's technically undefeated with the Avs. Yeah, the, you know what? He he beat the Stars in the playoffs, and he beat the Red Wings in the regular season for the Avs. It's fine. It's we fine. talked about that at the top of the show, Kevin. You can go back and watch that if you would like. But, yeah, there's a good chance Bishop starts. Hmm, we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I think that's all I got. This is a short show. Uh, obviously, we'll have a lot more to talk about tomorrow once this game happens. Yeah, and then we'll either you know we'll either be gearing up for a game seven, uh, or we'll be gearing up for the most depressing edition of Free Skate Friday. Yeah, one of the two is is gonna be coming your way. So keep it yeah. locked, keep it loaded. As uh, as Frank Sinatra said, that's life. <laughs> Who said it ain't over till the fat lady sings? No, a bunch of people. Yeah, but who f- coined it? Yogi a bunch Bear, of people. Uh, probably. Good Good point. It's just uh, everybody. Humanity created that phrase. I, I think I think that phrase is like uh, the, the song House of the Rising Sun, where it's been done by everybody. It's been <laughs> right. said by everybody. It's just like your rite of passage. If you, you are, if you haven't covered House of the Rising Sun, you're not an actual band. <laughs> Congratulations! Here's your band card. I'm really excited to hear like the the Backstreet Boys version of it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> then they can become a real band, and my shame can go away. In the house of Backstreet's back, all right. All right, we'll get out of here. I I don't claim this segment. Before we uh, get any further off track, we will get out of here. MSU Denver Online, a great way to get yourself back into school, whether you're a returning student or new to the whole process. They have a bunch of awesome programs, over 40 of which, which can be taken online and in the classroom. Either way, mix and match, however it works for you, we have both Ali Monroy and Harrison Wind take classes over the summer. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to them. They both loved their experiences and said that the professors were great. Almost all of them come from the fields that they teach so they can give you real life experience and become networking options for you to get you connections into that field. Thank you, everybody, for watching. No Manscaped, not, not going to be for a while. Not going to be Manscaped for a while, but I appreciate the love. Uh, We're out of here. Go watch the end of this Nuggets game. I don't even know what the score is, but I'm about to go turn it on. They're wailing on them. The Nuggets are? Yeah. Oh, baby. They were in game seven against Portland last year, too, before they choked that away. So I'm not going to get too excited about this. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's not over till it's over, but Nuggets apparently looking good. Hopefully the Avs look good tomorrow. Until then. We will talk to you next time.